Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker. I'm an author, producer, two-time Emmy Award winner, and host of That Girl the Podcast. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and stories to help you become that girl or that guy in your life. That Girl the Podcast is based on the romantic comedy That Girl a Novel, which is now available as a podcast to listen to. Listen to each chapter about finding yourself and adulting in L.A., Find That Girl and Novel everywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can also find it on Amazon to buy the Kindle or paperback of. For more, find us at thatgirlthepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at thatgirlthepodcast and our Patreon page. Hello and welcome Terry Broussard Williams to That Girl the Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. I look forward to just learning about you and your journey as well as getting to know your listeners. Thank you. Well, we're very excited to get to know you more. Um, You have a very fascinating, exciting life. And I like to let people explain in brief who they are and what they do, because I always feel like they do a better job than I ever could. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. I have this... um, just a varied, you know, resume, very different from most people. I got my start in television journalism Yay. and then found my way to nonprofits where I served as a lobbyist, um, had a quick stint as a nonprofit fundraiser. Um, but I have spent the majority of my life, almost the last 20 years, being a lobbyist. And now I am a lobbyist in the tech space focused on where diversity equity and inclusion has an intersection with technology. Um, But there is like a through line between all those experiences. And it's, I feel that if you give people information, they will use it for good because people are leaders that turn moments into movements. And because I felt so strongly about that, and I do each and every day, I launched a platform called Movement Maker, which allows people to find stories, tools, and strategies so that they can start their very own social movement for good. Amazing. It's a beautiful time for you to be here doing the work that you're doing and helping others achieve their goals as well. Um, Let's start from the beginning. How did you get into lobbying? What called you to that? And how did that begin? (laughs) It's actually a very funny story. Um, It was not something that I intended to do. You know, most people that are, are lobbyists or public policy professionals, they go to college, they study poli-sci, they intern at a state capital, a city hall, or, you know, in D.C. I had none of those experiences. So I worked on a U.S. Senate campaign and served as the press secretary. And on election night, my boss fell short of winning the election. And so I turned to a mentor and said, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, I'd been in a place where I graduated from college early, always had a job. And for the first time in my life, I didn't have a plan. And so he looked at me and said, just go and become a lobbyist. And I only knew one lobbyist, and that was Elle Woods and Legally Blonde too. <laughs> she saved the dogs. Like a factory story. And so I set off to look for a lobbying job, found one in Louisiana. And my first day at the state capitol as a lobbyist was the first time I had been in the state capitol since fifth grade. Oh my goodness. So what did that feel like? Just you're throwing yourself into this. This wasn't the plan. 
Um, did you feel equipped to be doing this or did you feel like you were trying to find the answers as you went? How was that? Yeah. It, what's so surprising is, and I actually told this to a mentee earlier today who called with a, just, you know, a hot minute crisis, (laughs) you will always be prepared for what is in front of you. You know, so my time working in television, I learned how to make decisions quickly as a news producer. You know, when I was a reporter, I learned how to listen to others and share what they said as a cultural ambassador of their experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned how to pull all the pieces together to make sure that people had the information that they need. And those are the exact same things that make a really strong advocate or, or lobbyist. And so by listening to others and sharing their experiences, I could influence elected officials um, by pulling data and, and research. You know, I could also um, influence elected officials, but also inspire people on the ground to join movements that would also um, influence elected officials. So, you know, you would probably expect to for someone like me who'd never been into capital since fifth grade to not be prepared, but life had me ready. And I say this very humbly for four years, I lobbied in Louisiana uh, by myself without contract lobbyists or any fancy tools. And I never lost a single bill. So the universe will always prepare you for, for the challenges that are in front of you. Oh, I so agree with that. I feel like we're always giving given shoes that are too big so that we can grow into them. Oh, yeah, and, you know, I think the moment that you kind of surrender and just say, okay, you've put me here. This is a great opportunity. Maybe I don't feel prepared, but I know that the universe will provide and give me what I need and what I need to learn quickly and the right people. Um, so tell me about people you met. Was there anyone in particular that really like, shaped you in some way along this, this lobbyist journey? Yes. I think there were so many people that have been influential in my life and my career, but not all of them were in the public policy arena. Mm-hmm. Um, when I moved from Louisiana to South Carolina, my last TV station I worked at was in South Carolina. I met a tribe of of women who were young professionals and similar to me in age. And we were all starting something new. And they are people that, you know, they are the girls on my text message hype chain who definitely remind me to keep going and that, you know, I have what it takes to face whatever's in front of me on that particular day. I also met um, someone who was then a young attorney, but someone who is now a federal judge who just invested in me. You know, when she would go to charity events or political fundraisers, she would take me as her plus one so that I could experience those things. Um, Being from a a small town of 135,000 in Louisiana, we didn't have a lot of fancy charity galas or I wasn't exposed to them. And so she shared, you know, these experiences with me that allowed me to think bigger. And then there have been so many people along the way, male mentors who have just reminded me of things like, you know, you are on a team, you are not the team. 
um, you know, who have listened and encouraged me to just find the chutzpah, uh, you know, to stand <laughs> on my own two feet and, and look a guy up in the eye. I'm, I'm five two. And you know, those male mentors have showed up time and time again. And so, so many of these people have been on my journey and they are, you know, leaders who turn moments into movements in their own right. Uh, but they have helped me cultivate that movement from within. Wow. What is the movement that you are most passionate about right now? That's a great question. Um, I am like movement agnostic. I am a mission agnostic. I truly believe if you give people access to information that they will use it for good. And they will change the world if we give them a chance. And so I care so deeply and I'm so passionate about just giving people the tools that they need, the exposure that they need, the strategies and stories that will inspire them mm-hmm. so that they can do the work that their communities need. So if I had to distill it to, to one thing, it would say that I, want, I would want to equip leaders so that they can turn those moments into movements. And I'm passionate about that, equipping the leaders for social good. So let's talk about that because you are a coach and it sounds like this is what just sets you on fire, which by the way, I love your, your catchphrase, which is fire starter, be a fire starter, be a movement maker. I just love the lingo that you've got going on. And it's part of your tribe that you're creating and have created. Um, how are you working with people um, in this, you know, community you've built? How does that work for people who are interested? Yeah. So I share so much information on my platform. It's movementmakercollective.com or terrybwilliams.com. There are blog articles, there are worksheets, there are videos. And so if someone wants to start a social movement for good, they can go and find exactly what they need to get started. I feel that everyone can be a fire starter. And a fire starter is someone that sees something that others ignore and they take the first step. The first step is always the hardest. And so I provide these tools underneath a framework that I call the fire starter formula. I break it down to four easy peasy steps so that they're not intimidating, so that anyone can feel like they can just grab it and lift a movement up and um, get started. So yeah, movementmakercollective.com is where anyone that wants to either build a movement, support a movement, or amplify a movement can visit for, for everything they need to get started. When was it in your journey that you decided to start helping others do this? Oh, wow. That's a very, a very um, heavy question for me. So I come from a family of movement makers, people who definitely stepped up when their community needed them and when the time required them to step up. And so my father passed away in 2017, and we buried him in a church that he helped rebuild after a fire, just months after that church was rebuilt. And I was at that moment that I realized so many of us um, are called to do good. We just might not have the confidence we need. We might not have the construct that we need. We might not even think of ourselves as a someone that can ignite something within our community. And so when I look back at my professional career and all of the experiences that might have fallen into my lap, 
I felt like I had to do my part and share that information with others. And so, you know, at that point, I raised my own hand and said, you know, if not me, then who? I'm the most likely, unlikely person, um, the most unlikely person to start so many of the movements that I have that, you know, I felt compelled to share the information with others. What does that feel like in the very beginning for someone who is feeling passionate about starting something, but they are scared and they don't have the confidence and they think, you know, why me? Like there are other people doing great things. Like I'm nobody. Why me? Um, What did that feel like for you? And what kind of advice would you give to someone? Sure. I think there are actually two types of people, right? So there's going to be a type of person that might be intimidated. They might be scared. And and so really you just need to wrap your head around that idea and take the first step. Once you take the first step and you begin to, to implement the things that are needed to start a movement, the rest will fall into place. Then there are other people that might have the confidence. They just might not have the know-how or the, the organization. Um, they might not know how to get started but they have that confidence to take the first step. And so if they use the fire starter formula, they will, they will find a way just like the person who might um, be a little more scared and intimidated, but the fire starter formula is a construct that might give them the confidence or the booster shot that they need. I love that because, you know, also, you know, you might take the first step and then the fifth and then the 10th and you get to a place where you hit a plateau in anything, right? That's just really so normal. Um, Does your program also talk about like how to get past that plateau, whether it's fear-based or not knowing what to do next or just, you know, bumps in the road? Sure. Yes. So I have a a platform that gives people information and I've also written a book. So I really wouldn't call it a program, but if you pick up Find Your Fire, it'll give you every type of movement that, um, that would feel right for you. A lot of the movements that are in front of us today are included in Find Your Fire. And so I interview fire starters and movement makers and find out their why, their how, their failures, and how they found success um, to start social movements for good. So there, there is even a story about someone that hit a plateau but was able to turn that obstacle into an opportunity. That's awesome. Yes, let's talk about your book, um, which you just did a wonderful outline of. <laughs> when did you decide to start writing that? I think it just, it, it calls you sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so many of my friends who have written a book, they've said, you know, it it's something that you feel inside of you and it, it's a, a, a noise or a voice that doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was collecting so many stories and being so inspired by so many people that I knew as well as people that I did not know. Um, I'm incredibly fortunate to, you know, use a term that the young folks use to have a lot of dope friends. They are incredible. (laughs) You are young. What are you talking about? Oh no. (laughs) Born in the seventies, but you know, and, (laughs) but, and, you know, having these talks over wine or dinner, you know, I would learn from my own friends, the the people that were around me. So I I thought, why not give them a platform to tell their story and to inspire others? You know, we 
might not always be called to build movements. We might be called to amplify them, helping those who um, have already gotten them started. Or we might be called to support those who have movements underway. There's, there's a role for each of us to lead in that way. And so that's what I love so much about Find Your Fire is that, you know, you will find a little bit of every type of way that you can help the world create change. Did you always feel that you wanted to help the world, even as a kid? Did you just know that this was your purpose? I have to say no. Oh, <laughs> tell us. People that know me will probably say yes, that they saw it in me. Sometimes see people see things in you that you don't see mm-hmm. in yourself. I have always been a person that has been driven, that is action-oriented, that that is a fixer mm-hmm. or wants to be a helper. So that's the magic recipe of, of a movement maker or a fire starter. But I just would have not um, put it into words quite that way. Right. Uh, but now that I am owning all of it. I, I say a lot of times, it's your time. You just have to. Oh, me it. too. I love that. I say that all the time. It's your time. It's your time. Cause it, it is like, you know it when it is, you yeah, feel it. Right. Oh, I love that. What is in the future for, for you? What's, what's coming up? Yes. Yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> That's a great, yeah, that's a great question. I'm so happy that you asked it because I am on the back end of um, just polishing up, find your fire. I will re-release it sometime in the spring and it'll have four new stories uh, based off the pandemic, the last election cycle, uh, a former mayor that led through a water crisis, really digging deeper into some of the movements that are in front of us, but that are truly obstacles. We'll even get into a story about the racial tension that happened over the summer. And how do you turn those obstacles into opportunities, especially when you might not feel like you are the the fire starter or the movement maker because you're just tired from everything that's happening around you. So um, I am looking forward to re-releasing that with some new stories, worksheets, and even some stories of my own, how I have changed since the pandemic. And so um, people can look for that on Amazon and all of the book platforms this spring. Oh, that's so exciting. I love that you're adding to it. And I'm just excited about you and everything you're doing and what you're bringing to people so that they can start doing something important because the energy in the world right now is about fire starting and is about making something better. And this is just so cool. I'm so happy to have had you on and talk to you and get to know you better. Thank you so much for coming. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And again, your your listeners and followers can turn to movementmakercollective.com, uh, Terry B. Williams on all the things, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, for more stories, strategies, and tools on how they can start their very own social movement for good. Thank you so much. You did my job without me even asking me <laughs> to do it. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Terry. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube and follow us on Instagram at That Girl the Podcast.